Hello folks, welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast with Gardopia Gardens, where we speak with folks in the education, health, and environmental sectors, learning about what they're doing to make our world a healthier and more sustainable planet. Today, we're with Ina. Ina, welcome to the show. How's it going? Steven, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Nice talking awesome. to you. And it's, is it Gomez, Ina Gomez? Ina Gomez, yes. All right. Awesome, Ina. Well, again, we're thankful for you being here today. I know that we sort of met online on Instagram. I saw your profile and you're doing so many great things gardening. And I was like, who is this person? And, you know, from that point in time, we were communicating about doing a podcast and it's taking a little bit of time, but here we are. Um, <laughs> so, Ina, you are from Ukraine. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I came in 2011 and uh, I just celebrated uh, my 12th anniversary, I think. All right. 11, well, 11. <laughs> well, help, happy to have you here in San Antonio. And so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey. But first of all, where did you get started gardening in Ukraine? Like, how did this happen? I'm from a small town in Ukraine. And it's like traditionally since ages and ages before, ago. Everyone gardens, everyone has like a little plot. So like you go, you see a street and there are homes on the sides and then behind every home, there are big plots. And my family would grow everything. Uh, we would uh, grow extra potatoes to even sell some and we would have an orchard with apricots and apples and sour cherries and like everything, plums. We also did have uh, two milk cows and some pigs. So like everyone, every household in those little towns would uh, would just live like that everyone pretty much produced their own food all of it yes i love that i love that and thank you for inspiration because you know a lot of us used to be agrarian lifestyles but america has really gotten away from that but it sounds like in ukraine at least in the rural that there still is a lot of food producers and so uh, what did that look like for you were you responsible for taking care of the cows did you have to go and harvest as a kid like what was that like uh, so we helped with all of the gardening stuff. Uh, as for cows, I never learned how to milk a cow. <laughs> I left when I was 24. And by that time, that responsibility was never put on me. It was just mom and, mom and dad doing that. And it, there was no machines. It was just manual milking. They would call me Miss Poop just to <laughs> give it TMI. So one year, my, we would always bring a cow manure to the garden. Sure. And one year, um, it just like the weather was crazy. It like slipped away from us, and so my dad was digging holes for the potatoes, and I was throwing like literally cow poop, and they would be calling like in every hole, they would literally <laughs> be calling me Miss Poop for like years. Just oh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> still stuck with you, huh? Well, yeah. as you know cow poop is a great fertilizer. Oh yeah. For the plants. And so, you know, the type of horticulture where you are practicing mainly organic practices, where you are buying fertilizer, did you have irrigation systems? What was that like? Oh, so for the last one, there was no need for irrigation systems. It was nice and wet and not too hot. 
and the spring lingered with the, with the snow melting for like two, three months. It was muddy, but we never needed to water anything, not even through summer. So that. Um, it wasn't fully organic. Uh, I remember uh, my dad buying some, ac some actual fertilizer. I think it was like ammonia or something, but just like big bags of that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't organic when it came to pest control either. We have this American beetle that's called Colorado beetle that America got rid of and is destroying potatoes and tomatoes and like all crops in the family all over Eastern Europe. So we would use really harsh pesticides on that. But I think it was because like we didn't really garden for pleasure. We had to destroy those Colorado beetles to make sure that we do have food for the winter. And But for myself personally, I am completely stepping away from that because I don't need to grow all of my own potatoes. You know, like if something eats my potatoes, that's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you have a transition. So you learned gardening, growing up in agrarian lifestyle in Ukraine. And then you came to America. When you came to America, were you gardening immediately or how did that journey begin? So at first I was fascinated by this beautiful, even green lawn in my backyard. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Like no weeds, no nothing. But then I just started missing it a lot. It wasn't like I, I was missing. I did miss the produce a lot. Like I miss the abundance of homegrown dill that doesn't cost like $5 for like a tiny bunch. And I miss the really good tasting homegrown tomatoes, like sun-kissed and everything. But I just missed doing it. Like I missed uh, seeing it grow, seeing it germinate. I started it as a hobby, but now it like it really does provide a lot of food for my family. Okay. So you turned your lawn into a garden? Is that what you did? Just the backyard for now. The backyard. Okay. Yes. And so what does your home garden look like? What are you growing? What, you know, are you using raised beds? Are you in ground? What does that look like? So I'm using raised beds only. Uh, I tried to grow in ground the way that I was um, growing back in Ukraine, but the soil, it was just like unworkable, really unworkable, yeah. very rocky in San Antonio. You know, you probably know that it just required a lot of work. So I decided to go, um, with the garden beds and uh, it just helps a lot with the weeds and um, you can control what goes in your soil so I'm really happy with that for now okay and what else were the big changes that you realized because you know I assume in Ukraine you'll probably have a harder winter what are some differences that you've experienced in your gardening journeys between Ukraine and San Antonio so I learned that San Antonio does have its winter quotation marks it's really not winter it's like a dead season I mean when like everything is just really struggling and it's uh, July and August so that's there's also an off season here it took me years to learn like one simple trick about growing things in, in San Antonio versus compared to uh, growing in Ukraine is sowing over winter or growing things over winter in Ukraine, everything would just, it would be real off time. Nothing would be growing. There would be layers of snow. There would be like in 20s of Celsius uh, below. That was like a real break. And here I learned that you, many things, they 
to make sure that they get enough time to grow, you have to plant them over winter. Greens, mm-hmm. um, herbs. I finally was able to get some cilantro because okay. it's single seeds in January. So it's something that I, I've been learning and learning, and now there's a practice I will be sticking to. Well, those are some good tips. You're right. I, you know, finding out the seasons and when to plant and how to plant. And you, what, what are you doing for watering? So in Ukraine, you had no irrigation system. You had plenty of precipitation. Are you watering by hand? How are you doing it here? I have uh, um, sprinkles in a few beds, and then I just water it by hose. A sprinkler system? and then a Honestly, hose? it's just an excuse to go outside. And just snoop around if I don't have anything else to do. I'm like, oh, I need to water. So I'm just grabbing my hose, going outside. I mean, I don't have a hose inside. Just going outside. And that's my excuse to go there every day. No, yeah. Going and checking on the garden. One of, uh, you know, it's a relaxing time. Gardening is actually very therapeutic. Um, I'm looking at your page right now. You've grown so much cool stuff. I see that you have some wood raised beds, you have some metal raised beds, you do some containers. You know, I think it's so awesome. There's so many different approaches to this work. You know, as you continue to be a, a backyard gardener and continue to grow, what would be some tips that you could give to our folks on your success and how they could achieve some beautiful red carrots that I'm looking at <laughs> or the amazing tomatoes? You're growing all different types of tomatoes as well. I love it. So speaking of that, Probably my very first tip would be, many people are on social media now for inspiration, for gardening tips and things like that. So I just wanted to, again, remind that uh, social media is, first of all, not real life. And second of all, shouldn't be your main guidance. I would say I'm a better content creator than I am a gardener. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I make mistakes and I fail and I am embarrassed to show the things that fail. And I plant so many seeds uh, that maybe like 20% of all of it produces in the end. So the, the first thing is um, it is not real life, <laughs> what you really see. And then the other thing I would say, it's a cheesy one. It's the one everyone repeats growing about, about growing what you eat, growing what you like. When I came here, I missed many things. I couldn't buy like really good herbs that I I was used to for cooking in Ukraine. I missed some flowers that reminded me of my grandma, my grandpa, my family. So just growing what you like and what brings you joy without being influenced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so those are great tips. Yeah. You know, I'll grow a lot of eggplants, but it's what do I do with this eggplant? So, you know, growing things that are easily adaptable to your current diet is a great way to get started. What's some of your favorite herbs that you can't get here that you used to get from home? So the first and foremost, it's, um, I don't know how you pronounce it, Lovage? Lovage? Lovage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's how you say it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very much like a a celery, Mm -hmm. but um, it has this milder fragrance it's just used in so many things. I use it for cooking, but I remember my grandma would be using it for like different home, homemade medicines. And like, this would be good for cold and this would be good for upset stomachs. And she would make like little potions. 
So I finally was able to start growing this. And then the other one, um, I like evening scented stock. It's this tiny flower from stock family. It is technically a stock. And it just, there's nothing special when you're looking at it. It's tiny, a little purple flower, but it just has this amazing smell and it's edible. And it just reminds me of my childhood. But then the biggest one, it was trouble for me finding nice and good and healthy looking deal. Yeah. Is it weird? You know, every once in a while, I'll go to the grocery store and I'll see the herb that are, like you said, a bunch for like $5 or something. It's just ridiculous. And it's not as fresh as you would like it. So, you know, it just makes sense to grow herbs. I always tell people when they want to get started, um, start an herb garden, right? Grow some cilantro, some dill, some basil, some oregano, some thyme, some rosemary. Those are a great way to get started. Like you said, they're fragrant. A lot of times they're also pest deterrents. So they can help sometimes with like the mosquitoes and the flies. My sage right now is flowering. Oh my oh. goodness. The purple sage flowers are amazing. And then the lavender also is a really good one. So yeah, I try my best to grow all of my herbs. So you being able to find some fresh, tasty dill. And then of course there's different varieties, right? So a lot of times at the store, you're just going to get the generic plant versus like a specific variety that might be variegated or might have a different fragrance or a different taste that you're looking for. Yeah, I agree. Herbs really are a gateway drug to gardening. <laughs> if you want to get someone hooked, just get them grow some herbs. And what was that small purple flower you, you said? What did you call it? Evening scented stock. Evening scented stock. Okay. Huh. I've never heard of that one. I'll definitely have to check it out. It sells like crazy. So once you get, get it growing, you'll always have it. I hope so. That's what we had in my grandma's house. Ah, so it's sort of like mint. Is it more of a ground cover? No, no, not really. It's a little bit similar to stock. Like it, it is a stock. It's a, it's a variety of stock, but it's just smaller sure. and it is edible. The flower is edible. Yes, yes, edible flowers. Okay. Well, are there any other things you think our listeners should know? How can they find you online to follow your great story? And, you know, thank you for having you here. Actually, one more before you give that. If I ever go to Ukraine, where should I go to see some beautiful landscape and gardens? I will probably recommend you my home, my hometown. Okay. <laughs> it, it is a small town in Vinita region. It is in the southwest. Okay. It, um, it's close to southwest. There are a few huge rivers and there are still uh, really nice uh, um, old virgin woods growing. Lots of cattle pastures. I would definitely recommend you going there, checking out the beekeepers, uh, oh, checking out uh, checking out some of the delicious unpasteurized. Uh, is it is it illegal to recommend uh, someone try unpasteurized stuff? No, I think you can. There's some places where you can buy unpasteurized like milk and things of that sort. I don't think it's illegal. I just think it's very hard. And there's probably a lot of parameters and restrictions around it. So they have really nice procedures, I guess, because everything is unpasteurized. Uh, so trying some really good cottage cheese, bringing a lot of apricots, eating all apricots you can eat. I couldn't find any good apricots as good here. And sour cherries. Sour cherries. Yeah, sour cherries. cherries. Hmm? 
are they the same size as regular cherries? They the same size. I think they are like a different variety. The right. plants look uh, very very similar. They are darker, and okay. they are close. You know how when you try like cherry flavored Kool Aid or something like mm -hmm. that, like artificial, they are close to that. Oh. <laughs> not not okay. Yes. Make some organic sour cherry Kool Aid. I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so how can people find you online or learn more about the work you're doing? So online, I during the pandemic, I started a small account to just show off the stray cats that, that hang out in my garden and to show off my plants. Kind of like a fisherman would always have a photo with, with their fish. Uh, that was me. And the account grew and not trying to be a mega influencer or anything. I'm just really loving connecting with people and I love uh, photo photography and I like editing, like video editing. So you can find me on gardens better with cats underscore between each word. Yeah. Gardens better. I'm sorry. I won't say that one more time. With cats, like gatos. <laughs> okay. Gardens better with cats. Awesome. Well, Ina, I appreciate you joining us today. So I look forward to continue seeing your online journeys and hopefully you'll be able to come out to Gardopia in the near future as well. For all our folks who are listening, keep on growing, keep on gardening, and take care. If you need a couple corners, I can get you some help. And then I see you on the back. Cause you need some milk. Living your road with some big dreams. About to make it big on the big screen. Don't pay attention to that TV. Go steak food. Ain't what you need. Come on the house, let us chop it up. That's been telling me made it popular. The youth that are drooping on stopping us. The youth that are drooping on stopping us. But the health, wealth, social change. My fruits and veggies be off the chain. One real food for real people. Gonna break your bread. Cafe. Room money, real money. That's all I need. Get the green. Broccoli. Wanna make a hundred meals. We done cooked a hundred my people got to eat people got to eat go food go food asc got produce asc about to go cool we gone